Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Which is cool. Who's been watching the Olympics? Who got up at 6am to watch the opening ceremony that didn't happen till 9? <laughs> That's why I didn't get up there. I got up about 9.30. Just always, always good. The bass was playing itself over there. Cool. Um, it's great. The Olympics is great. We've already got, uh, we're on the top of the medal, top of the medal chart so far. We've got two golds in swimming. We got the, I watched the archery this morning at like 5.30 for the, um, they got bronze in archery. First time ever in the history of Australia, which is really cool. But I really love, I don't know who's been, if you've been watching it, but just the, the, the camera like work when it, it comes in, you see the big statue of Jesus just hovering over the top of the, I just, every time I see that, I just think it's really cool. And I just think there's been a lot of turmoil on the news about Rio and everything. But I do believe that, I mean, I know it's, it's, it sounds silly, but I do believe that just something about that statue about Jesus, it's just going to trigger people for the next two weeks. You're going to see it about 1,000 times. Um, and yeah, I just think that's exciting. For a start, Dave Pearson, he's like, oh, I'm playing Facebook. No, playing Pokemon. Skittles. That's a, that, is a, that is a big packet of Skittles. That's a sugar high right there. Now, I was just praying this afternoon and tonight, and I just, just felt just a word of encouragement. And um, obviously, God's got a great call for your life. He's got big things in store. But um, yeah, I just, I just see finance. It's just all I could, this afternoon, it's all I could think about. I just see God's going to give you creative ways to make finance. And that'll be obviously to provide for you and your family and everything, but also to, to finance the kingdom of God. Uh, it's just, that's it's what I got this afternoon. And you've had some dreams and some things and they're sort of like happening and you're sort of like, hey, what's the next step? But just dream big. God's got massive things in store for you. Just, you dream big and then dream bigger again, because God's always got more. So that's just a word of encouragement for you, man. You're a legend. Keep going for it. Cool. Cool. I've just got a short, short clip to start off. We might just, uh, we'll start with that now and then we'll get started. Who is Jesus? That's the question. That's the question. Was he a real person? What did he say? What did he do? What made him so special? What made him different than any other man in history? The records show. His birth was a miracle. His mom was a virgin and she was pregnant. He made the blind see. The deaf hear. The mute speak. The paralyzed walk. He healed terrible diseases. He knew what was in men's minds. He knew what was in men's hearts. He knows what is in men's hearts. He knew the story of people's lives without ever having met them. He spoke with authority. He amazed teachers. He amazed everyone. Nature obeyed him. He turned water into wine. He walked on water. He walked on top of the water. He could change the weather. He fed 5,000 people from one lunchbox. He brought people who were dead back to life. He loved sinners. He loved everyone. 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 He forgave sins. He never made a mistake. He never once sinned. But we judged him. We whipped and beat him. We spit on him. And we killed him. 
He loved us anyway. He loves us anyway. He died for us. He died so that we wouldn't have to. He paid for our sins with his life. Did I mention he loves us? He came back to life. He was dead. Then he was alive. A lot of people saw him. He is coming back. Who is Jesus? That's a big question. That's the big question. What does it even matter? What does it matter to you? Who is Jesus? My answer doesn't matter to you. Only your answer matters to you. Who do you say that he is? Who do you say that he is? Who is Jesus? That's my topic for, the, for tonight, for those that are taking notes. Who is Jesus? My first point is, who was Jesus when he walked on the earth? Like when he actually walked on the earth. Some say he was just a man. Others say some prophet, you know, some random prophet. Some say he was a good man. Some say he was God. And others say he was the savior of all mankind. You know, the Bible tells us so much about the life of Jesus. And in Matthew 1, 18 to 21, it talks about Jesus here. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Isn't that a great verse? Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born through the Virgin Mary. It's a bit of background about Jesus. He grew up uh, in a Jewish home and he became a builder. He became a builder or a carpenter. I'd like to have a table or a chair that was built by him. I've seen a few people, I don't know if you've ever seen it before, like, oh, this is a table that Jesus made. And I don't know if you've ever seen those conspiracies. People just trying to make money. We don't hear much about Jesus' life when he was a kid. There's a couple of stories in the Bible, but we don't hear much. It wasn't until he was 30 that we really heard a lot about him. And Jesus only lived until he was 33 before he was crucified. But he lived a full life. He lived a full life. When Jesus was on earth, he raised the dead. He healed the sick. He healed the lame, the blind, and the diseased. He showed pure love and acceptance to all. He inspired 12 men to change the world. He laid down his life for all mankind. You know, Jesus did so many amazing things when he was on earth. There's so many great stories. So many great stories. And like they talked about feeding the 5,000 out of one lunchbox. So many stories we could talk all night, all night about. But I like this story out of the Bible. And it's about a sick man and his friends. A few friends that carried him. You, you might know this one. In Mark 2, 1 to 12, it says, A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. 
and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and by digging through the roof and lower, lowering the man on the mat he was lying on. That's pretty crazy. Just like you're preaching and all of a sudden just dust starts to fall and then here comes a man like coming out of the roof. Like this is crazy. This is a true story. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking, thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, isn't that awesome? Jesus just knows what everyone's thinking in the room. That's just, that's crazy. He said, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Wow, what a story. That's just one of the stories. But this is not a Hollywood story. You know, we're so, we have so many movies out there nowadays and we have so many stories and so many things that you just, it sort of gets blurred what's real and, and what's fake. This is a true story. This, is, this actually happened. Like, the, this is amazing what the stories that happen. Jesus did so many amazing things. Like I said, there's so many more in the Bible. There's hundreds of them. Jesus changed the world forever. He changed it forever. And after three years of preaching... Uh, and seeing many people healed and saved and all that. The Jewish leaders thought that he was from the devil. They thought he was just like, just some random guy. So they're like, we've got to kill him. So they crucified him on a cross. You might say, this is sad and crazy. And it was. But Jesus had to die so that we could be forgiven for our sins and be connected to the Father, be connected to God. So Jesus died on the cross, but he rose again three days later. He rose again. Yes, he came back to life. Again, not just another Hollywood story, a true story, an actual event that actually happened. And you can actually, it's not, it's in the Bible, but you can actually, if you research it and all that, you can actually find people that like hated Jesus and scholars and that, that actually told the stories of Jesus too. So even if you didn't even believe the Bible, you can actually find study on both sides that actually proved that Jesus was real, that he was here and that he died and that he was around after he came back to life. The Bible says that hundreds of people saw him work, walking the earth again. That's pretty cool. He came back to tell the disciples to spread the good news to all the world. Then he ascended into heaven, and now he sits with God. So that's who Jesus was when he was on earth. Some of you are like, that's cool. Yep, sort of knew some of that. Some of you didn't. Just giving you a little history lesson. Which leads me, leads me to my next point. Who is Jesus to us today? You know, some of us believe, oh, that's what Jesus was back then. Cool, good stories. But who is Jesus to us today? Matthew one twenty three. it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. That's why he rose from the dead. Because God is life. He's not death, he's life. He creates life. Death couldn't hold him down. 
Death had no power over him. He is above death. Jesus is God with skin on. I, I, think, I think Dad used to say that a lot. Jesus is God with skin on. He has all the characteristics of a human being. Jesus is fully man and yet fully God. You know, he went through all the same things we go through as humans so that he could sympathize with us. But he never sinned. He never sinned. Jesus is sinless. And he's the only one qualified to take away our sins. He's the only one qualified to take away our sins. Some of you are like, well, I haven't sinned much. You know, I'm not a bad person. I haven't killed anyone. I haven't robbed a bank. I'd, I'd say I'm a pretty good person. I've like helped people at the shopping center when they've you know, like fallen over and I've done some good deeds. You know, right back at the start of time, God made everything. He made everything. He made the planets. He made the stars. He made the animals. And he made humans. Adam and Eve were the first humans. They were in consistent communication with God. They were in consistent communication. But God gave humans a thing called free will. To choose what they want in life. And Adam and Eve chose to sin, which separated mankind from God. As the scripture in Romans says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born into sin. We are all sinned. God didn't want us to be separate from him. He didn't want us to be separate from him. But because God is holy, he can't be involved with sin. So he's like, I can't be involved with sin. So he sent his son Jesus to die for the sins of the world, to bring us back into relationship with God. You know, in the Old Testament, you had to like kill animals and all this stuff to, to be forgiven for sins. And it was just crazy. You had to kill your dog and like all this stuff and sacrifice it to, to be forgiven. Like for, you had to go to a priest and like, here's my animal. Like it was crazy. But Jesus made a way for us. John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Such a great verse. It's only through Jesus that we can have relationship with God. It's only through Jesus. Some of you might have seen this picture before. There's a picture I've got of, uh, where is it? Here it is. Place to call home. There it is. So have you seen that before? So people, we were on this side and there was a big gap and God was on the other side and we could not get there. But because of what Jesus did for us, he made a way for us to have relationship with God. Jesus is the bridge that we could walk on to get to God. That's sort of what it is. He, he laid down his life so that we could have access to the Father. It's only because of Jesus. It's only because of him that we can know God. But who is Jesus today? Who is Jesus today to us? Jesus is our friend and our helper. Hebrews 2, 17 to 18, it says, For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Jesus went through all the same things that we go through. He understands us. Don't see him as a God who's sort of up in the sky somewhere with a stick that just wants to beat you, which is what most Australians think God is. He's up there, and if I do something sort of good, maybe when I die, I'll, I don't know, it'll just, I'll get to heaven or something. But if I do something bad, he's going to beat me up. It's not like that. 
he would have gone through all the same things. All the same things. He lived on this earth as a man for 33 years. Okay? 33 years. Think about that. 33 years. Like I'm 30. You know, I've been through a few things in life. 33 years. He would have been sick at times, wouldn't he? Would have been sick. He would have kicked his toe on the table. He's kicked that toe on the table. Broke my toe. Trying to say, I was either take mum out or break my toe. Remember that story? The phone was ringing. And you know in Harvey Bay, I don't know this is a sidetrack. You know in Harvey Bay, there's no reception. So you've got to have your phone like on the windowsill. And you've got to like hold your tongue the right way so you can answer it. And I hadn't been working for, I was, I was on call. I hadn't worked for about a week, I think it was. And I was like, can't miss this phone call. It was the boss. I'm like, if I answer it here, it's going to cut out. So I'm like, I'm going to run that way. But mum was coming to answer the phone. So I'm like running to get this phone. Mum comes around the corner. I was like, take mum out or dive over the couch. So I tried to be like Rambo, dive over the couch. Snapped my pinky toe directly on top of the other. Like dislocated and snapped it. Do you remember? And it sat on top of my second, second toe from the end. I was like, ah! Oh! Answered the phone call. Got work. They had to straighten it. Anyway, that's so sidetracked. But, but Jesus... Jesus would have kicked his toe. He would have known what, I know he would have known what that felt like when I kicked my toe. He would have learned he would have had to learn how to spell, how to read. He had brothers and sisters, he would have had to learn how to share, how to treat others, all this stuff. He grew up. Uh, he, he was growing up, he would have learned how to um, how to have self-control, how to have patience. He would have had to learn all this stuff as he grew up. He learned how to work hard. Being a carpenter, that's hard work. He would have learned how to do that. Jesus understands us. Sometimes we forget that he actually lived here. We forget that he grew up. Something he just sort of was, just came from heaven when he was 30 and then did three years and then left. Like he grew up in, on this earth. You know, Jesus is not just a story or a character, like I was said at the start. It's so easy for us to be like, you know, there's Superman and Santa and, and Jesus. And it's like we just sort of put them all in as one and and it's it's true like it's easy to just categorize them all as something cool out there mickey mouse and jesus but it's true like a lot of people young people they just like it's all just in there in that list of cool people that did something amazing or whatever but jesus is real that's a very basic message tonight but i just really felt that you know just jesus is real was and is real so jesus is up in heaven with god okay said that before but he can live in us jesus said to the disciples just before he left to go to heaven in luke 24 uh, 49 to 51 it says i'm going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high when he uh, when he had led them out to the vicinity of bethlehem he lifted up his hands and blessed them while he was blessing them he left them and was taken up into heaven Jesus did the ultimate disappearing act. It's just praying for them. That's kind of fun. He's talking about the Holy Spirit here. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised you. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. Which leads me into my next point, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all one. They're all one. The Bible calls it the Trinity, not the Trinity from the Matrix, but the Trinity. The three, they are three, but they are one. Something that helped me when I was younger was water, ice, and steam. 
you can have a cup and it can be ice and then it can be water and then it could be steam. But it was all one. It was all the same, but it was three different parts. That's sort of for me when I was younger. That's how I sort of worked out the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like it's all the same. It's three but one. It's the same bit of water. If that makes any sense? It's just, that's just what helped my brain anyway. The three are one. So God is in heaven and Jesus is at his side. And the Holy Spirit is his voice that is on earth with us. And the Holy Spirit can live in us when we, have Jesus, when we ask Jesus into our lives, okay? Remember, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Like Dad said this morning, it's not like he's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and he's just the third down here, and he's just like the leftover. Like, no, he is, he is God. Don't try and work it out. Trust me. You've all blown a fuse. I've blown a fuse even saying it. Well, our minds will never understand it, okay? It's, it's a spirit thing. We're spirit beings, okay? We're not just flesh and we're not just, you know, we're, we're spirit, soul, mind and body. We have a spirit and the world so easy to just try and push that spirit down. But it's so real, okay? And we'll never understand it all, but it is just real. Acts 1.8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit dwells on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit is the power of God living on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is the power of God living on the inside of you. But we can only have that power living on the inside of us because Jesus made a way for us to have connection with God. You know, Jesus was awesome when he, worked, when he walked on the earth. He was great. So many stories. He was awesome. Everyone was chasing him around, just wanted to, you know, hear his stories or, or touch him or whatever. But only a few people could see and hear Jesus while he was here. But now with the Holy Spirit, he can speak to everyone at the same time all over the world. How cool is that? And now we have the power of God, as I said, living on the inside of us. Think about that. That means that in the name of Jesus, we can heal the sick. In the name of Jesus, we can raise the dead and see amazing things just like Jesus did because we carry the power of God. We forget that sometimes. We really, I forget it sometimes. We, we carry the power of God on the inside of us. That should get you out of bed every morning. Think, well, God's on the inside of me. That should get you out of bed. You know, we are the head and not the tail. We are overcomers in Christ because he's inside of us. Jesus says in John 14, 11, 12, it says, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the, of the works themselves. Listen to this bit. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. This is Jesus talking. Do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Greater things than Jesus did. So I just talked about how amazing these stories were with Jesus. I'm like, wow, look at him doing this stuff. And he's saying greater things we can do through the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. I don't know about you, but that's pretty exciting. Like we are called to be Jesus to this world. The Bible and, and Jesus' life was just, it's just, it's a, it's a roadmap. It's a manual for us to walk it out and to live like Jesus did. Yeah, the disciples understood it. The disciples, they, they, uh, when Jesus left, they started to understand. This is a, a little story here in Acts 3, 1, 1 to 8. It says, one day... Peter and John were going to the temple 
at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, uh, where he was put every day to beg, beg for those going in and out of the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from him, some money or something. Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, and probably wasn't given to him anyway. But what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Another great story. But remember, the disciples were us. They are us. We are disciples. There's nothing different between them and us. They just understood that they carry the power of God on the inside of them. And Jesus said greater things. Well, let's have a go. And they just had a go. That's what God has called us to do. To impact this world. You know, it's still happening today. It's still happening today. People are being healed. For those that might are here that might not believe it, miracles are still happening today. There was a story that I found on the internet, a true story, a guy called Marvin Bird. There's millions of them. This is one that I found. It said, uh, heart disease is still the most common cause of death in the Western world. Marvin Bird, it's an interesting name, Marvin Bird uh, had his first heart attack at 46. And over the next 16 years was hospitalized 17 times because of the heart condition. One artery was completely blocked and the others were half blocked. But he declined an artery bypass because at age 60, he didn't think he would survive the surgery. He attended a healing meeting uh, and even though he wasn't a believer at the time, an assistant leader believed that he'd been healed and asked him and invited him to stand up. He couldn't previously do this on his own, but now he was able to. He was able to stand up. Doctors later confirmed that he, that he was fully healed and Marvin st- started to attend church and believed in Jesus. These are just like little stories, but this is just the other day. Like these are still happening today through us. These are true stories. We're not making this up. Pastor Don McDonnell was here a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and he had heaps of stories of, of people being healed and saved and transformed. Like, you know, in the last few years, this is still happening. Reinhard Bonnke, and through his ministry, you could sit there for hours and read all the miracles. And he's got on YouTube, there's videos of people being healed. Jesus Culture, Bethel Church, there's just so many. Even through our church here and through us. We had Hayden Minnis, Dad talked about it last week. He was in church here and, yeah, he had a back problem, hadn't worked for years. Uh, was on, I think he was on a disability pension or something. Seven years disability pension, wrecked his back in a car accident or something like that. And then, yeah, got prayed for, got totally healed now. He's got a business. He's got three or four staff. These miracles are still happening today. They're still happening today. My brother, he was born with a hole in his lung. Is that correct? Hole in his lung. And um, we've got the, he's got the scans somewhere. I want to see them one day, but he's got the x-rays. So anyway, he was born with a hole in his lung. He was in the Amity crib. He was all sick and uh, just like crying and stuff. Everyone got together, prayed, and then was like within... Five, there we go, five days, totally healed. The doctor said it's a miracle. Here's the scans. We have no answers for it. It's just a miracle. Like, you know, this is still happening. And I think it's exciting, really. You know, like the Christian life can just 
can just get a bit, if you're just doing the routine and the religious sort of, oh, this is what we do, it can just get boring. But when you have a demonstration of power, where, you know, when you're stepping out in faith and praying and believing for great things to happen, that is the most exciting life you'll ever live. It is, it's just, yeah, God didn't, like Jesus didn't come for us to just, you know, just have a fun little church and just have some fun. Like he came to demonstrate his power through the Holy Spirit in us. He came, Jesus came to show us how we should live. And now through the Holy Spirit, like we can replicate how Jesus lived on a massive scale. Like I said, like Jesus was just one man, but now we can all be like Jesus walking around and just maximizing the gospel. God still heals today and he does it in and through us. Step out and believe for great things. Having Jesus in your life changes your life now and for eternity. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us by the, because of what Jesus did. I think it's amazing that God would partner with mankind to see his kingdom come. Don't you think? Us flawed, we fail, we mess up, but he still's like, come on, let's go. I, I want to flow through you. I think that's, you know, he could have done it any other way. He's the creator. He could have done it through robots, whatever. But he did it through us. It's great. Acts 2, 1 to 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a viol- the sound of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire separated and came and rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. As the Spirit enabled them. Now, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you can receive tongues. Tongues. You might have heard us speaking in this. Some of you are like, oh, what is that? That's a bit weird. That's kind of strange. Some of you are like, I'm curious about that. This is a heavenly language that builds up your spirit like nothing else. Remember, we are spirit beings. It's, it's, speaking in tongues is almost like, it's almost bypassing the mind and, and just going from, through your spirit. You can't work it out. You, you can't understand what you're saying. It's like a direct connection to God. It's like Red Bull for your spirit. It is seriously like Red Bull for your spirit. It really is. It's an amazing prayer language. It is. You know, if, if you don't have this heavenly language, ask God for it. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. It's not weird. It, it is amazing. It, it is not weird. It's, it's something that you, you have to work out with God yourself. It's something that you, you know, we can tell you about it. We can inspire you and pray for you. But it's something that you need to, to ask God and say, God, this is a free gift. Like some people, they receive it at the altar call. There's some people in their bedroom, they're just like, God, you said it's a free gift. I want to walk in this. And, and as you activate that, that's how for me, it was more like a, a journey for me. It didn't happen like just on the front altar call for me. It sort of was a journey over a couple of months, more in my personal time. It's different for everyone. But it is a free gift. Make room for God in your life. Make room to just to sow into the Spirit. It's like when you pray in the Spirit, when you pray in tongues, it's like, I've always seen this picture of like, it's like, in the, it's like building a, a building in the, inside of you that like harbors the presence of God as you're praying and as you're speaking in tongues. And it's just like building a bigger building for more of God's presence to live. So that's sort of how I could see it like that. It helps you deal with the flesh. You know, when you're speaking in tongues and praying and worshiping, it really builds up your spirit man like nothing else. It really builds up your spirit man. 
come and see us like if you want to know more information about that uh, obviously pastor Ostad, he's, he's put a little brochure together if you want to know more we can explain that in more detail so my points for tonight were who is jesus when he walked on the earth we talked about that who is jesus to you now and god wants you to be full with his holy spirit and his power remember it's power now jesus loves you intensely he really does. I'll get the worship team to come up. He loves you intensely. And he has a plan for your life. No matter how old you are, no matter what walk of life, he has a plan for your life. While you're breathing, there's still a plan for your life, okay? Don't think when you get to 60 or whatever or 70, oh, it's over. No, he has a plan for your life from the day you're here till the day you go. The best way to get to know the plan he has for you and to get to know Jesus is to read the Bible, we, we need to read the Bible here. It, it, is, it is the manual for life. It is the basic instructions before leaving earth. It is very important. You know, if you've got to put something together, you know, I've just done all the flat packs because my wife's pregnant. I've just put together these flat packs and they're just crazy. But without that manual, I'd still be trying to put them together. And it's the same for us in life. The Bible helps put our life together and helps give us clear strategies and clear things to help us in life. No, Jesus is so real. We've talked about how real he is and he wants to have a real relationship with you. He wants to speak to you, speak through you. He wants to, yeah, just to move in your life. I encourage you to open your life up to him more. There's always a new level in God. That's what I love about God. It's like you get to a certain level and you're like, man, I'm just so on fire. But there's always something more. And not out of a striving works mentality, just, just hungering and seeking after him. And he's always showing you more like the Bible. It's you can read the same verse like 50 times over 30 years and it's different every time you read it. It's just, it's just amazing because it's, it's alive. It's so cool. Seek Him with everything. Listen to His voice. You're the only one who can fix us and set us free from our sin is Jesus. Is Jesus. You know, Jesus gives hope. Jesus gives life. Jesus gives us a new start every day. Every day we get a chance to walk closer with him and have another go. Jesus fills us with a sense of purpose. He gives strength. He can fill your life with love, true love. Not what this world has to offer. True love. He gives peace and joy. The Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He makes us whole. He is the only one that can truly satisfy us. Nothing will satisfy. You can... You can go around and just try everything, travel the world and go from relationship to relationship, buy the fastest car, whatever. They're all fun for a little while. But going after God 100% is the only thing that truly satisfies. Those other things are fun and whatever, but it's Jesus. Jesus at the center. He gave us his word, the Bible, so that we know how to live. He died and he rose again for the whole world so that we can be free from sin and be connected to the Father again. He forgives your past. He sets you free. The question here tonight, with everyone with their eyes shut, the question is, do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? And do you know His voice? Do you know what His voice sounds like? That quiet, still voice. Maybe you're here tonight and you... You've heard me talk about Jesus and, and all this. And, you know, Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. He has great things 
in store for your life. As I said before, there's no one else who can save you. No one else that can heal you and set you free. Only Jesus, the one true God. You know, he died on a cross and he rose again. And he says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Reach out to him. And as I said before, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all need a savior. We all need a savior. But in Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. We can have eternal life through Christ Jesus, not separated from him. If you don't know Jesus here tonight, and you just, you just feel stirred. You're like, yep, this is, there's something in this place. You might not understand everything I said, but you just know that I, you, you need Jesus. With no one looking, why don't you just raise your hand? With no one looking around, why don't you raise your hand? Anybody here tonight? Yep. Well, maybe you're here tonight and you do know Jesus, but you just haven't been following after him. You've been distracted. You've been doing things that have been hurting your relationship with him. You've just been walking away from him a little bit. Yeah, a few people. Out. Maybe, why don't you raise your hand if that's you too? You just feel like you've been away from him. You've just been doing things that just, yeah. Yeah, see those hands. He's not disappointed with you, okay? He's not disappointed with you. He loves you intensely, as I said before. He wants you to walk with him, walk close with him. Why don't we all stand? If you want to know Jesus for the first time or you want to come back to him, why don't you make your way out the front? I know that's a bold step, but that's a sign saying, yep, I'm going to go after God 100%. Why don't you make your way out the front? Why don't we just, yeah, why don't we just give a round of applause for that? That's a great step of faith. So good. What we might do is, I'm going to lead these guys in a prayer. And why don't we all pray this prayer? Why don't we just close our eyes? Why don't we just pray this prayer? Repeat after me. It says, Jesus, I thank you for setting me free. I ask you into my heart from this day on. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. And help me to know you more. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.